0: Welcome to Housing Developments. I'm
1: Jerry Howard. I'm Jim Tobin. Jerry, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Jim. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. We've both
0: been uh, traveling,
1: crisscrossing
0: the country. It's good to talk to you again. Indeed.
1: Indeed. Indeed.
0: Uh, and it's timely. I mean, we've just had uh, something very significant happen. The uh, the leak of the potential ruling on the Roe case from the Supreme Court um, is one of the most significant developments, maybe of my career, that something like this would happen. And let me first say to our listeners, uh, we're going to talk about this in the context of uh, its impact on the political situation uh, and its impact on. Um, on the states and what the states may or may not have to do depending upon uh, whether this is in fact the final ruling. Uh, But we're not going to talk about the substance of it because NHB doesn't have policy on that. And frankly, it's not a housing related issue. Uh, So we're going to stick to the politics and the impact on the states. First, let's talk about the impact that this ruling would have on the states, Jim Rizzo, if it's true, and Jim Rizzo is our guest today. He's the uh, general counsel for NHB. Welcome, Jim. Hey, Jim. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Jim and Jerry. I'm glad to be
2: making my inaugural visit to this podcast. <laughs> um, hopefully it won't be the last. Um, before I address your uh, question, Jerry, I, I'd just like to uh, focus on the breach itself and any attempt to normalize that kind of behavior. Um, I can reasonably anticipate that some might rationalize that this is a perfectly fine thing to do and glorify the leaker as acting for the greater good. But in my opinion, it actually contributes to breaking down the confidence the American citizens have in our judicial system and encourages bad behavior. As a former trial lawyer, I'm particularly sensitive to the importance of an independent judiciary. We, we view the judiciary as an independent body immune to politics and influence from the outside world. But unfortunately, what we've seen in recent years is a concerted effort by the media to introduce politics into issues that are before the court that have not been addressed as they should be by the legislator and and for some of the listeners out there this is a this is a civics lesson in the us we have co-equal branches of government the legislative branch makes the law and the courts are tasked with interpreting the laws they create but when we live in a very politically divided country it's difficult to pass laws that have strong political implications we saw that last year with the eviction moratorium and earlier this year with the vaccine and and mass mandates so instead, we we see the third branch, the executive, ruling through executive order. So focusing on, on this particular set of circumstances and to get to your, um, the answer to your question about what happens with the states, you know, NEHB brings a lot of cases, has a lot of issues that go before the Supreme Court. A lot of environmental groups are keenly focused on things like Waters of the United States, Clean Water Act, uh, anything else that comes from uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, and if, if you were going to look at it in the context of how the Supreme Court deals with issues like that and, and what a leak would look like in that context, well, you can't you can't be uh, ignoring the significance and the damage that could be done by having some third party operative trying to influence the court. Um, What we're gonna see and and what is appropriate, I believe, is that uh, issues like this should be left to the states. If you believe in states' rights, States should be able to um, determine how they want to uh, rule themselves. And so, whether it's an issue related to um, Roe v. Wade, or in our, in our world, whether it relates to eviction moratoriums or waters um, of the United States, it really should be left to the, the several states to determine how they want to uh, rule themselves.
1: Jim, going, going back to the brief, have you ever seen anything like this? I When the news broke last night, my jaw hit the floor uh, that uh, n- not only the, the magnitude and Jerry, I think, it kind of this in the, the kind of historical from, from our careers. This, this is as, as big a moment as I can remember, at least in a, in a single time where, where there, it seems like the politics of America are going to be turned on their heads. But just from the leak perspective, any, have you ever seen anything? I mean, I we live in the political side. We we. Leaks are common, right? People are leaking stuff all the time to the press. I've never seen anything like this, but you're much closer to it.
2: You know, Justice Robert, Chief Justice Roberts described it as an egregious bre- breach. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Certainly, they've never seen anything like it in the Supreme Court. And uh, all it does is uh, undermine the confidence of the citizenry as far as um, what's going on in the court. The, uh, I'm fairly confident, I'm very confident that the Supreme Court's going to figure out who the leaker is. And uh, we would hope that the leaker is, is appropriately um, reprimanded, chastised, prosecuted, if appropriately, um, rather than glorified.
0: Yeah, it, 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 is, uh, it is rare. I mean, this is the first time, Jim Rizzo, I think that a draft, and we don't know if it's the first draft or final draft of an opinion um, was leaked. There have been obviously rumors that have leaked out before, rumors you know, that the justices are split, that one justice is sitting on the fence. And actually, that's led to uh, different senators going to the Senate floor and making statements on pending cases in efforts to, to sway justices, but to leak uh, a written opinion, uh, be it a draft even, is just, it's, it's just really disappointing. Uh, and something that, that, that I think is, uh, as you say, Jim, a threat to, to the sanctity of, of, the, of the Supreme Court. Well, you know, it's interesting.
2: Um, every time a, an opening comes up on the Supreme Court, there's a lot of uh, uh, discussion amongst the political punditry, as well as um, during these court hearings, trying to figure out how judges are going to rule on certain issues that 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 come before them. Those, those questions, in and of themselves, are are inappropriate to ask because no judge should be um, uh, trying to defend uh, what they may do in in the future, um, the the idea that um, we would w- we would somehow uh, not have confidence that we would uh, pick and choose which cases we might um, really get the uh, the media out to um, to stir the pot. People don't realize if they were to look at the The breakdown of of the number of cases that go before the Supreme Court, there's a lot of focus on the political divisions, the so-called political divisions amongst the court, whether it's a conservative-leaning court or whether it's a split court. Um, The the reality is, if you were to look at the scorecard for the cases that that go before the, the Supreme Court, more often than not, I can't put an exact percentage on it, but more often than not, those cases will be nine, nothing, eight, one, seven, two, six, three, a five, four split before the uh, before um, uh, Justice uh, uh, Ketanji uh, uh, Jackson just joined. You know, it, it would be a rarity. Uh, to see a 5-4 split, those, are, those cases are the ones that are the most polarizing uh, in the country. But at the end of the day, the justices more often than not, as I said, are in agreement on most of the cases that come before them, but the media doesn't play that up.
0: Well, it's, it, it is what it is. Uh, obviously we'll wait and see in terms of its uh, impact uh, uh, on our society going forward uh, until sometime in mid-June, I guess, when the uh, the official rulings will come out. But in the meantime, um, and Jim Tobin alluded to this, uh, the political world was knocked on its ear. And Jim Tobin, I'd like to ask you, I've heard various people say uh, that this is uh, a benefit to um, the far right. Um, the Trump wing of the Republican Party. Uh, I've heard others say um, that this is a benefit um, to uh, the, the far left and the Democrats. Um, and, and I'm interested in your thoughts. The only people that I have not heard that benefit for have a potential to benefit from this leak are moderates. Um, so I'm interested in, in your view. The, there's two primaries going on today in Indiana and Ohio. We're getting into serious primary season. How does this impact primaries for both Republicans and Democrats? And how could it influence uh, the election in November?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, like you said, Jerry, kind of a bombshell. Uh, you know, we, we, we meet regularly with the, the party committees, the, the election wings of the Republicans, House Republicans, House Democrats, and, and their counterparts on the Senate side. And for, the, you know, the last couple of months, the answer has been, you know, it's, it's, it's inflation, it's home prices, uh, it's, it's interest rates now, it's the economy in general, it's the war in, in Ukraine, um, you know, all these issues, and they all end with the same last caveat, and we'll see what the Supreme Court does on Roe v. Wade. Uh, that has been, and that is both parties to a person that this, this ruling, uh, while well now uh, previewed for us. In this, in this release uh, was going to have impacts whether it was in June or whether it's now. <clears throat> my, my, my opinion is that uh, it's, it's gonna impact both sides probably equally, I don't know if it's a wash. I, it, 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 it certainly energizes the, the wings of the party. and certainly is gonna energize mil- millions of Americans, millions and millions of women uh, where this is a really a, incredibly important issue for them politically as well as policy wise. Um, my, my sense is that uh, Republicans are going to, uh, generally the Republicans, uh, they're probably, I'm going to put them all in a big lump sum, so uh, not to offend any of uh, my, 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 my friends out there, uh, that they're generally already they're pro-life, they've already put on the campaign trail saying that they would like to see uh, Roe v. Wade overturned, they'd like to see states take their individual stances like so many have already. Uh, they would have, they would have, whether they're a House member or have, if they're a senator, voted for uh, a, ju- a Supreme Court justice who would overturn Roe v. Wade. So in a lot of ways, the battle line has been drawn on this for, for decades. And so I don't know if it brings anything new to the table. What is new is the rhetoric from both sides about uh, if, if the Democrats can hold, hold Congress uh, in the midterm elections, they're going to pass uh, they're going to pass a, a federal law uh, making sure that um, a woman's right to choose is, is legal, the legal uh, and law of the land. Uh, the, the Democrats on the other side, uh, they are telling people that if Republicans win these midterm elections, that they absolutely are going to pass, pass a law outlawing abortion uh, for good. And, 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 and that's why they're fundraising against this. I think both of those scenarios are very slim. Uh, remember, we still have a filibus United States Senate, uh, and I don't think you're going to find uh, 10 Republicans or 10, 10 Democrats in this day and age or uh, in, in some uh, in some future Congress uh, that makes up the 60 votes to, to pass a law of, of this magnitude. Uh, I think it's going to stay in the realm of the states for now.
0: So I guess what you're saying is you once the the, the rhetoric dies down and the shock wears off. You don't see this impacting the election any more one way or the other uh, than it would have uh, otherwise.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think it's 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 certainly going to have an impact on it, but I, I, at this point, it's hard to tell what it is. Like you said, it, it, the dust needs to settle, and and we need to figure out uh, you know wh- how active are everybody, both parties, both sides. They're going to fundraise the heck out of it, and they're going to use scare <laughs> in order to raise those monies and and, and motivate their bases. Your point about the Trump wing, remember Donald Trump ran uh, his campaign. One of the issues was was transforming the federal judiciary. uh, And with the help of Mitch McConnell and the Republican Senate has been able to do that to a large part. We're seeing Joe Biden do much the same now with the Democratic Senate. Uh, But he promised to make sure that pro-life justices were uh, nominated and confirmed to the Supreme Court with the goal of overturning Roe v. Wade and he may have gotten his wish, this may bolster uh, the Trump wing of the party and certainly Donald Trump of, of fulfilling in his mind a promise that he made and whether that bolsters uh, his potential campaign in 2024. Um, you know, the Democrats are gonna be fearful of of, uh, of, of further ratcheting down on, on, uh, on, on abortion rights um, if, if Republicans take over the Senate, even in the midterms, even though Joe Biden uh, will be there to veto it and he's much promised that. Uh, in his statement today, so um, I think for us, Jerry, you know, this is going to be very noisy for a little while. But remember, uh, many Americans are focused on those kitchen kitchen table issues such as housing costs and inflation and food costs and gas, all the things that we have been working on over the last couple of months to to raise profile. Not you know, certainly, uh, this issue is incredibly important to a lot of people. But I also think that this is going to drown out, uh, you know, kind of the economic news that we've been trying to talk about in the in the crossroads that housing faces
0: well let me just make one point on that and and then i want to shift gears a little bit and the point is is this um i personally have been of the opinion for a long time that republicans who are in the minority party in terms of registrants uh in the united states can really only win when independents particularly independent women, um, vote Republican. Uh, I've been reading a lot of polling recently um, that shows that while Republicans have pulled ahead among many different demographics in the United States, uh, that with women, particularly college educated women, they're still in the minority. I'm afraid, and I ask you to comment on this, I'm afraid that this will energize those women to go back to the Democratic Party, particularly if your theory uh, that this will help the Trump wing of the Republican Party is true, that this could turn women back against the Republicans.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to my point about what, what the, the, the uh, to, into your theory that the, 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 uh, the, the, the independent, independent, Women who have gravitated to the Republican uh, Party, as you say, over you know, inflation and pricing uh, and, and, and kind of the economic turmoil, whether in school, the school issue and what's being taught in schools has been a hot button issue. And certainly in our three home states uh, or our if you know, home state of Virginia uh, in the last gubernatorial election. Yeah, this, this could be the issue that, 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 that moves them back. I mean, no, no doubt about it. Um, but again, I think the dust needs to settle on this. Um, and if there's anything that I've learned in politics, the farther away you are with a shockwave from the election day, the easier it is for that issue to subside. You know, this if this opinion comes out in October uh, next year or I'm sorry, October this year, all bets are off. But there is time to absorb it. Uh, there is time for it to, uh, you know, whether what the impact is going to be in the short term. Um, you know, right now, Roe v. Wade is still the law of the land until the real opinion comes out. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's a fear and, and I can guarantee you that uh, both the Republicans and Democrats are, are game planning on how they can take advantage of this uh, in the midterm elections.
0: You're almost making a case that the, the parties that leaked this could have been conservatives to get this taken care of as early as possible, let the winds blow and the fire blow out. Um, is that possible?
1: sure uh until we find out who the actual culprit is i wouldn't you know, you, you know we you're, you're more of a conspiratorialist than i am uh a lot of times but sure no, my favorite not?
0: movie my favorite movie is the zaprooter film
1: yeah, that's right that's right I, it's so sure i i you know um who who knows and, that, and that's another part of this until told you know, as jim said you know earlier until they find who it is um you know there's gonna be a lot of speculation in fact you know earlier on on tv somebody said that the the brief wouldn't actually, at this all have gone to a clerk. Uh, it, it, Jim, you could probably comment on it, and that somehow the, the insinuation was that me, that almost that it might have been a justice themselves who uh, leaked it. I find that hard to believe, of course, but there's just a lot of speculation about about who uh who's, who's on the grass, you know, on this.
0: Oh, nice, nice, nice reference, nice. I like yeah. uh, Jim Rizzo. You uh, th- th- this isn't necessarily your bailiwick, but. Um, chime in here for a second on the politics. Well,
2: I uh, it's very difficult for me to chime in on, on the politics, knowing how polarizing this particular issue is for a significant demographic, demographic in our country. Um, I look at some of the issues that, um, uh we have been dealing with as a society of late inflation uh gas prices uh supply chain disruptions um critical race theory in in schools um there are a lot of i i think the the citizenry is aware of the ways in which the government can help and ways in which the government can hurt so I'm not, I'm just not confident that this issue is going to be the wedge issue that is going to um, get folks from either side to, um, uh, to the polls in and of itself. I, I, I think it's not a quote-unquote popular thing to talk about, certainly not something that Anyone's comfortable talking about in polite company. It's a lot easier to talk about uh, the, the the cost of a gallon of milk, or the how much more it's costing to uh, to fill up your gas tank. I think those issues that are affecting a larger swath of the uh, of the populace are, are the issues that are going to get people motivated to go out to to the polls.
0: Well, we, uh, I guess you'll we'll all find out about that in, in, in due time. But while I have both of you here, um, you guys work in uh, different spheres of advocacy, but very often you overlap and work, work together on a variety of things. Uh, where do you think we need to be going on supply chain issues? Um, everyone knows that we sent a letter to the White House uh, talking about the potential for a housing recession, supply chain issues, Canadian lumber. Uh, Jim Rizzo and Jim Tobin, where can you guys work together and where do we need to be going uh, on these issues which are of such vital importance to our our members? Well, I'll take that first.
2: And, and I'm gonna quickly point to uh, my colleague, Jim Tobin, because as a as a lawyer, it's very difficult to Get anything accomplished quickly if you're trying to go through the courts, and it's going to be a uh, a full full blown letter writing lobbying campaign, uh, keeping these issues front of mind, front of center for our elected representatives to act quickly because they can do something much quicker than the than the courts can do.
1: Uh, thank you for that punt, Jim. Uh, I will, uh,
2: from, from more yeah. than 50 yards out. Yeah, really.
1: Uh, yeah, barefoot. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, right. You're, uh, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, we, we can, we are, we are constantly looking for new avenues, new pieces of legislation, uh, that can, it's certainly in the lumber issue that can, that can help us, uh, tap new, new areas. Uh, the Canadian ambassador, uh, and the U S ambassador are meeting in Ottawa, uh, in short order, uh, we we understand that that lumber uh, is on the agenda. Of course, uh, that's I think the first trip that uh, Ambassador Ty U.S. Trade Ambassador Ty uh, has taken to Ottawa. Uh, so we, maybe that yields a breakthrough. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath. But but as long as they're talking, uh, it's our advocacy uh, that continues, whether it's 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 Jerry uh, over at the. At the Canadian embassy, whether to use the, the hammer of the press and Paul Lopez and his team. Uh, and of course, you know, there's always, uh, you know, Jim kind of sniffing around with uh, work that he's done with state's attorneys general to see if uh, there, there's some levers out there to pull. But it's it, it continues to be top of mind uh, that, that we have got to solve this, because if it's if housing goes, so the national economy goes and if the supply chain uh, doesn't write itself in, in short order. Uh, we are, we're looking at a pretty tough couple of years.
0: Well, uh, thank you both for that. I'm going to ask Jim Rizzo one final question before we we end this. Jim, a lot of our members on the lumber issue um, urge us uh, most vigorously uh, to pursue uh, court cases against the Canadians or against the lumber companies rather. Um, Why has that not been a viable Option and uh, do you see it becoming one anytime in the, near, in, in the near term? Well, up to now, Jerry, it hasn't been a viable option because we have not had
2: hard facts to present to any uh, prosecutor. Uh, we've discussed, as Jim alluded to, uh, the, this issue with um, high, high lumber prices with a number of the, the state attorneys general and uh, we're aware that the, uh, the, the Mississippi Attorney General is leading a, uh, a coalition of uh, state AGs to look into uh, the high lumber prices. But when I have these conversations with them, it's the, it's the same conversation. It's well, what hard evidence do you have? What's, what do you have a, a proverbial smoking Gun or or a smoking two by four that would demonstrate <laughs> that um, folks are colluding on pricing it, and the answer is I I don't I don't have anything to offer them, and so for for those who are listening to this podcast and 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 their friends, bring us bring us any information you have. We will uh, get it into the hands of the right people, and we will. <clears throat> try and, and, and use the courts or um, or at least the investigatory powers of the, uh, of the attorney's general to see if there uh, there is the price gouging or, or the collusion on, on pricing that uh, everyone's
0: complaining about uh, listeners there you have it uh, uh, Jim Rizzo is asking for your help if in fact you believe that there's collusion and you have hard evidence of it, please send it to NAHB and uh, we will do our best to use it uh, effectively. Uh, So with that, I'd like to uh, thank Jim Rizzo for joining us and Jim Jim Tobin for his uh, stalwart defense of right, freedom, and the American way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You guys, thanks very much. Thanks. Thank you. Well, this was uh, very timely today, Jim. Very interesting. It seems like Every time you think uh, nothing more can surprise us, something else surprises us.
1: Yeah, you're not you're not kidding. This is uh, obviously a critical issue for so many people, um, with with far-reaching implications, uh, both politically and, and probably more importantly, uh, you know, for 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 millions of uh, of, of women out there. Uh, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. But uh, but interesting episode. Great to have Jim with us to to, to kind of break it down for us.
0: So for now, I'm Jerry Howard. I'm Jim Tobin. See you next time. Bye-bye.